Thank you for tuning in. We'll get to your program right after this short word from our sponsor. Balance Virtually provides full-service financial planning services for small businesses, nonprofits, and startups. We can help you manage your monthly reporting, bank and credit card reconciliations, budget and forecasting, payroll services, and much more. To schedule a consultation with a certified public accountant with over 16 years of experience helping people like you, visit balancevirtually.com. Balance Virtually, your locally owned full-service financial planning service company. Welcome to the Veronica Edwards Show, where we have fun financial conversations that everyone listening can apply to their personal and professional life. I'm your host, Veronica Edwards, and I'm so excited to be back here on bizradio.us season three Always want to thank the V team for representing and downloading the podcast at veronicaedwards.buzzsprout.com and always listening live at bizradio.us. So again, I'm always going to plug that we're about 600 downloads away from 4,000 downloads. So I would love if everybody goes wild during Black History Month and also March for Women's History Month and download all of the prior episodes and recent episodes this season. But today I'm super excited on Black History Month to have the People and Culture Coordinator for the Spark Foundation, which you guys know I'm always talking about Spark. I'm the treasurer and I've been a board member for the last six years. This guest also is a board member for Building Bridges of Asheville, which fosters anti-racism by educating people on how to intentionally engage in dialogues about racism. So I definitely want to learn more about this personally, especially during Black History Month. And I also have to add that this guest was featured in multiple Ingalls commercials and was featured during the Super Bowl. So without further ado, I would like to introduce my very famous, rich friend, Mr. Carl Pierre Lewis. How are you, Carl? Wow. I don't think I have the words. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, I go in. I go in on the intros. So how are you? How are you feeling now that you have this celebrity? I feel like I did on Monday. I feel fine. <laughs> so, Carl, I appreciate it. How are you? I am amazing. I'm so happy here. Black History Month. So we always start the show, Carl, um, asking the guests to tell us about yourself, where you're from, and what led you to do the great community-based work that you're doing here in Western North Carolina. Uh, I'll be honest with you. Uh, introductions are so difficult. I'm not as a uh, proficient at it as you are. Um, for myself, I born in Haiti, um, raised in the States, uh, primarily in Florida, New York background. Um, family are beautiful Haitian people. Um, yes. I have one brother. Um, uh, he's five years younger than myself, doing great things himself. Um, uh, I'm a husband, a father uh, to a wonderful young girl. Tegan, um, my wife, Elena, um, and we moved out here about seven years ago, uh, coming from South Florida. Um, and it's been wonderful. It's been wonderful. The community here, uh, has been welcoming, um, warm. Uh, one of the biggest things for us was when we decided to move to Western North Carolina, it was the mountains that attracted us and more so, um, just the history. 
the amount of history that is out here um, made a difference for us. Absolutely. We were the same way. We moved here, my husband and my soon to be nine-year-old son, about eight years ago. And it's just crazy when you go somewhere else and you come back, you're like, ah, the air just smells different, you know, like in the mountains. And it just seems super tranquil. So Haiti, Florida, New York. And so you guys decided we want to come. And I hate this. I tease people to a snow white Asheville child, you know, so you know, that's the only area that I wish there was a little bit more diversity. But the more that I've gotten involved in the community, I'm realizing there's programs like building bridges and being a part of Spark that's all about keeping people out of institutional care and all those things. And it's usually black and brown people. So did you struggle with that as at all, Carl, being a black man in Western North Carolina and feeling like I'm not seeing a lot of people like me? Because I love hearing you say that everyone welcomed you and it's been so nice and you've had a great experience, which is amazing. I have too. But I unfortunately, I've heard a lot of people saying they haven't had that experience. I'm just curious to know like your take on that. Honestly, um, the experience was warm and welcoming, um, but you're right. Uh, it is in a lot of areas of Asheville devoid of color. Um, but I will tell you this, uh, when I did find color, when I did find that community, the waters ran deep. Mm-hmm. Uh, the history, the kindness, um, just that community itself. There are so many families who are generations deep here. Yes. Um, that you you could speak for them with with them for hours, and mm-hmm. you will never get as much history um, as could really be written in Western North Carolina, especially in Asheville. Yeah, you know, um, I think it was about two years ago they had like a Black Business Expo here, and the person that ran it said there was over two hundred black and brown businesses in this area. And a lot of people just don't know because they might not be on social media. They might not have a website, but you're absolutely right. I have a client where her grandfather um, was one of the first African-American people to have a home care service. You know, so that, like you said, it's just doing this show and being involved in the community. You really um, start to see like, wow, I'm really proud to be living in this area. So I have to ask, how did you find out about Spark? Because we were so lucky to get Carl to be, basically it's kind of HR, but we love the term people and culture coordinator. And I teased Carl, who I still have not met in person, Carl. So I'm guessing it'll be at Spark After Dark. But I was like, Carl, you speak so well. You know, (laughs) us black people, we get that all the time. You speak well. We're like, what that mean? But no, Carl, you have a great voice and very educated, uh, very pleasant to be around. So we're so thankful to have you. But I'm curious to know, how did you find yourself working at Spark? And if you can share with those listening, what is the work that Spark does? And what do you do as the people and culture coordinator? So it's uh, the privilege is actually um, mine. Uh, joining Spark was through networking um, with their previous uh, people and culture coordinator, and, and she was phenomenal yes. uh, with the introduction. Um, if I could plug her name, Alicia, she's she's awesome. Yes. Um, and with that introduction, really gave me uh, like a hidden view of something I didn't know before um, when it came to Spark and what Spark does um, from 2015 with uh, Jackie Latek. I, I, I mean just the history behind it. I I didn't understand uh, how can an organization like this that focuses on mental health, peer support, social work, community uh, health work, 
uh, be so like hidden and, and kept quiet, uh, but while doing such great work in the community, um, their comprehensive uh, departments, uh, their staff, the history, the local connections um, mm -hmm. have definitely opened my eyes to seeing what we could really do um, on the ground, like ground level, boots on the ground um, type of work. And I think what Jackie uh, have shared um, with me by her example, by the example of the leadership at Spark, um, is that that positive work environment um, mm -hmm. that nurtures staff um, also will nurture the community that they serve. Mm, that's so, so that, true. That made a difference for me. Absolutely. I love the executive director of Spark, Jackie Latex. Shout out to her. Also, Leisha Ogle, Ogle Girls. I follow her on Instagram, who used to be the people, our first people and culture coordinator. Um, and we're so thankful for her and, you know, even more excited that we now have you, Carl. So tell us a little bit about what's happening at Spark. How can we support Spark? What you mentioned, some of the programs that's going on. So Spark has a uh several programs um and they're all family based they're all about um re re-emerging the citizen of our community uh learning to identify uh self-care tools so that they could be stronger uh individuals uh mm -hmm. stronger family members and the programs that we have uh dvip uh, domestic violence intervention program uh what this does is this is an amazing program i've never seen it from this perspective but it actually works with the offenders mm -hmm. um and and helps them develop the the coping skills and the evidence-based um partnership uh, through through the facilitators uh mm -hmm. with dvip um learn how to communicate um, learn how to resolve um, unresolved feelings. Um, and it's been wonderful. It's been wonderful to see them at work. Uh, it's a great team. Uh, Family-centered treatment, um, family-centered treatment recovery. That team itself, FCT and FCTR, I think, um, is the true bread, bread and butter of the community that we serve in a lot of ways. Um, because they work with every member of the family, um, from children to adult, um, really focusing on all the values and all the things that is necessary as far as resource mm -hmm. um, in order to make a healthy family actually prosper and grow. Um, I consider it uh, with family center treatment, DVIP, Jackie always says it's second chance. That's all it is, is mm -hmm. giving your family giving yourself a second chance to really um, be a, a good member of society and be that citizen that you want to be, that can be. Um, the other department that we have is community health workers doing incredible work in Asheville, Muckham County and Henderson County. Um, I think what we do with community health workers is that we really get into that community, that marginal, all their voices uh, to be heard. Um, you know, uh, we had an incredible gun buyback um, that happened a, a few a few months ago last year, and it was an incredible event. The partnerships that community health workers uh, have with the peace team um, have been awesome to see. Um, mm -hmm. And last but not least, uh, our family visitation that partnership with um, the county itself, Buncombe County. Uh, allowing families to 
have uh, the visitation experience that is needed um, for them to establish uh, and overcome uh, certain challenges when it comes to uh, getting their families back together again and going through the hump of certain experiences. Uh, and I think our visitation team does an incredible job at that and being supportive and um, providing not only just language um, supervision, um, but also um, giving them transportation so they can make these meetings and get into the right environment so they can be with their families. Man, you said that so well, Carl. And because I know a lot of times people come on the Spark website, they're like, you guys do so much. Like in a nutshell, what do you do? And I'm like, well, to your point, we're trying to keep families together, but there's so many different layers of that. But the key thing that I kept hearing when you were speaking is we're teaching communication, you know, and I'm so proud to be part of an organization where they're not just treating people that might have been abused or are on the other end of that. They're also treating the person that was doing the abuse because most likely they were abused also. So that generational curse, as we like to say at times, can be broken if we provide the education and we provide the support and we communicate in a safe space. So, again, just want to thank you, Carl and Jackie and the whole team, all the work that they're doing over at Spark and on a lighter note, we have Spark After Dark coming up, Carl. This is our annual, well, this is the first time we've had it back since 2019 with COVID, but it's going to become our annual big fundraising event. And as the treasurer, of course, I'm like, Carl, please give a little spill about Spark After Dark, um, when it's going to take place, how people can grab tickets and what it's all about. Spark After Dark. Um, this is an exciting time for us. Um March 21st, uh, Devil's Foot Beverage Company on Sweeten Creek. Uh, it's from six to nine, and it is an amazing opportunity for the community to come together and really show support and partnership to this organization. Um, in this spirit, uh, we know that Spark serves individuals and families as they work together towards a brighter uh, opportunities. So this is really like the time for us to come together, enjoy drinks, meet up with longtime friends, make new friends, mm -hmm. and really focus on what that community can do with a shared vision of healthier, safer, and stronger families um, and connections. Uh, that whole night itself is going to be filled with treats, prizes, entertainment, raffle baskets. Um, we have a lot of sponsors uh, and we still need more sponsors. So if you're hearing this, it's not too late to join in the sponsorship. You can go straight to our website um, and click the sponsor or even better, click for your own ticket um, and participate in our largest fundraiser. Uh, what makes this uh, incredible opportunity for the community is historically Spark have worked really hard in partnerships in addressing the needs and finding solutions uh, for the families of Asheville, Hendersonville, and the surrounding counties. But what this night does, it not only celebrates, but it really brings the light to what that partnership could be in the next three to five years, in the next 10 years. Um, because what we established that night itself um, on the 21st, uh, we establish um, deeper roots in our community. Yes. And we allow these deeper roots to be not just uh, a way to build, but a way to celebrate the work that we've done and the work that we will continue to do. 
Absolutely. And Biz Radio is a media sponsor here and have always been friends of Spark. I am going to be the MC of the evening, Carl. It's going to be wild. (laughs) (laughs) And I also have my amazing husband, Carlos Edwards. He's going to be performing. He just released his Christmas EP. I'm always shamelessly plugging him. So it's going to be a it's going to be a time. It's going to be fun. You know, come as you are, just like Carl said, Thursday, March 21st, 6 to 9 p.m., 131 Sweden Creek, Devil's Foot Beverage, and please grab tickets at um, the Spark foundation.org. So before we go, Carl, I definitely want to talk about building bridges because I personally don't know much about it, but I'm starting to meet more and more people like yourself that's involved. And I know that you have asked me out before, and I definitely am going to take you up the next time you ask me to speak or to be involved. But please tell folks that are listening, um, what is building bridges of Asheville and how do people get involved or financially support? So building bridges of Asheville, um, is I would say <laughs> a Asheville historical landmark um, for this area. Um, the mission for building bridges is about fostering uh, anti-racism by educating people on how to have intentionally um, good dialogues, uh, engage in dialogues about racism. Uh, it is a difficult task when it comes to developing the muscle to have these kind of dialogues, what Building Bridges does uh, overall is that we deliberately go at this topic, go at this um, environment, really, and, and disrupt the racism one conversation at a time. Um, and by doing that, we're fulfilling our mission by laying down the groundwork with the nine, um, nine-week sessions. Um, keep in mind that this is our 30th anniversary of building bridges, nine-week sessions, 30th. So uh, our session is just opening up. Um, This is going to be our spring session starting March 11th. The registration is open. Uh, Tonight itself, uh, we have a great event um, at the High Wire Rad um, location. Uh, And it's all about, you know, community, communication, and how we could really continue to build on this uh, great organization. Now, the sessions are divided throughout the nine weeks with individuals who come in and represent us as panelists, uh, like I invited yourself and a lot of others uh, that we've invited over the years. Uh, And what makes this particular session incredible uh, for our 30th anniversary is that we're, we're calling out all our alumni, anyone who has participated in building bridges uh, as panelists, as uh, board members, oh, as wow. people in the community, come in, come and show support. And we're going to have some special events uh, scheduled for this year so we can really celebrate what 30 years mean in Asheville. And Building Bridges is that example that I was speaking of when I speak of the, the waters running deep. Um, their resources, um, the way that they have impacted this community, um, and have attacked really the, the difficult conversation of how racism still impacts us here in Asheville. It is not a topic that we could shy away from. It is mm-hmm. not a topic that we have overcome. It is not a topic that we have become too awake to have. Um, you know, it, it is something that stares as stares as a, stares at us every day. Um, I'm missing my words. Um, strictly because, as you mentioned when we started this conversation, uh, Asheville is 
it, it doesn't have the color mm-hmm. that it mm-hmm. used to have. Mm-hmm. You know, and as much as we're making progress, as much as we're we're building these ties in the community, um, our numbers are still dwindling yes. as far as people of color in Asheville. And that is a serious uh, conversation to have, especially uh, while we're doing this work of reparations in Asheville. Uh, I don't see any point of having reparation conversations if your community is slowly moving out because uh, the community is not healthy enough to maintain it. Yeah. And just like we've been saying this whole time, it's all about communication. So many times people want to ask, but they don't want to offend people or they're nervous or they're just saying, well, maybe it's not my place. And when I looked up Building Bridges of Asheville, your board is so diverse, you know, of ages, races, backgrounds. And so sometimes you do hear about organizations and it's all black people or all white people or all this. And it's like, well, that's not representative of what we're trying to do. And that really um, caught my attention. And definitely for this 30th year, I'll be honored um, to assist in any way that I can. And then Carl, is this free? Like you mentioned this nine week class, if they want to apply, is this something free to folks? No, it's not free. Um, what we, you could buy your ticket for the sessions. Um, it's pretty easy. Um, the registration being that it's open right now. Mm-hmm. Um, we have both the, uh, let me see if I could really break it down. So I can give it the, the word that it deserves. Uh, so it starts Monday, March 11th. Um, and from March 11th through May 6th, it's from 6.30 to 9. Um, it is a great opportunity for anyone to reserve their seats. Uh Oh, Carl, is this in person? It's not on Google? It is in person. It's not on Zoom. This is in person. And this is done at Evergreen Community Charter School. Uh, They've hosted that location for us for some time now. And we love Evergreen and what they provide for us. Uh, Registration prices start at $135. Now, this is for the nine-week session, 22 and a half hours. Um, Is that $135? Uh, It comes with not only facilitators to help that conversation through, um, but the session workbook, uh, as well as the experience of seeing the panelists come in and speak about the experiences of Asheville and how professionally and personally they have been impacted uh, when it comes to uh, breaking down and dismantling racism or anti-racism. Wonderful. Well, Carl, thank you so much. We're already to the end of the show. So, you know, I'm going to have to have you back just to specifically talk more about um, building bridges. But thank you so much for taking time out of your busy um, acting and work schedule to be a part (laughs) of the show. And I want to thank the listeners for tuning into bizradio.us for the Veronica Edwards show on Wednesdays across all platforms. And if you missed the live airing, you can listen to all prior shows at veronicaedwards.buzzsprout.com. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you just heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and be sure to visit bizradio.us to find hundreds of other engaging conversations, local events, and more.